Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The Law Report with Michael Matwening Bell. Kaya FM 95.9. A very good evening to you and tonight we're talking about something that may affect a lot of us some of us not even knowing that is bogus marriages imagine you find out that you've been married um, without your knowledge and this is something that is fraudulent imagine that that's what we're talking about in the law report all right good evening and welcome to the law report as always you can give us a call over dialing the number 086 and uh, we're talking about bogus marriages and um, how they happen, why they happen, and how you can get out of them, where you can get help. Um, we read on the Law Report uh, quite an interesting story on the uh, Sowetan newspaper about widespread um, registration of, of bogus marriages. Approximately 2,000 marriages have been reported. So that's reported. So that's the ones where people know that something wrong has happened, not the totality of them. So 2,000 reported just in last year alone, over 2,000 reported. And these are people's lives. And we're going to be obviously exploring some of the implications and, you know, what it means for you to be married, particularly if you don't know that you're married. And helping me to understand some of these issues are Professor Philippa Kruger. She's with the, from the Family and Gender Child um, Unit. Uh, she's in studio with me and uh, from the Vets Law Clinic. Uh, Prof, thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Thank you and good evening to you and to all the listeners. I mean, shocking, I found. But you have a particular interest um, as the Vets Law Clinic in, 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 in this. Maybe share with us how you come in. Well, we've had a, a number of cases over the years. Mm-hmm. And um, I dealt with them, uh, some of these cases, in the early 2000s. And um, Home Affairs, the Department of Home Affairs, then acknowledged a problem and put dealt with it um, on its website and, and people were alerted and then everything quiet, went quiet for about 10 years um, in the in the in, in the uh, about the last two years we've mm-hmm. had um, a number of of complaints a lot of people coming in complaining of uh, bogus marriages fraudulent marriages as you will people who are have not actually entered into a marriage ceremony um, but who find themselves as recorded as married mostly to a foreigner at the Department of, of Home Affairs. And, you know, and, and, and one can imagine one finds this out when it's probably too late. But, well, it's always too late because they never in, in, intended to, to enter into that marriage. So what happens often is that the clients would lose an identity document and then when they go and reapply for an identity document, they would find that um, they have another name, um, a, a foreign name, and the, the department would then assure them that they, they are married. Mm. And so the investigation or the, the, the journey begins um, others, uh, we have a client who wanted to go and vote and found out when she went to vote that um, she, ha- she had another name. And um, 
other other clients want to go and get married but mm. can't do so mm. uh, because uh, they are already married so uh, yes pe- uh, cli- uh, people find out in different ways that they have be they are recorded as married um with the department of home affairs and and i want to you know not lose this opportunity and and if you will prof you know i i know that you are you know, very much involved in this and you making a call out to the public. And I think it's, you know, I want to afford you the space to repeat this call um, over and over again. And what are you calling the public to, to do? Well, we we have a, uh, a few cases. And since the story uh, broke earlier this week, we've, we've had a number of, I think, at least 30 inquiries. Uh, from people who uh, tell the same story. So uh, we are inviting members of the public who find themselves in a similar position to contact me at the Fitz Law Clinic um, so that we can uh, take, try and take their case forward and deal with it as far as we are able to, as far as, because what happened yesterday was quite phenomenal. Mm. We had a meeting with the minister and his representatives, um, and the minister has, uh, has assured us that he will open channels at the highest level um, so that we can deal with these problems and that we will get the answers that have that our clients have not got and that people have not got for as much as 15 years trying to get answers uh, being unable to move forward with their lives i mean the, the, the this has a profound effect on people's lives let's talk about you know the other side i mean the individuals that would want to purport to be married to another person. Why do they do this? What is the benefit for them in in orchestrating what yes. is a, bo- a bogus or fraudulent yes. marriage? So uh, the 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 other party um, would in in most cases be a foreigner who is trying to obtain South African citizenship, obviously through marriage. Mm. Um, and he would then defraud um, both the client or the person in the street as well as the Department of Home Affairs and set up um, a number of bogus uh, documents um, which would convince the department to um, alter the records of the individual concerned. So mm. uh, what's in it for the, uh, for the perpetrator, for the criminal? is south african citizenship mm. so let me let me bring in we've just been joined in the studio by siad koza who's the ministerial p- uh, spokesperson at the department of home affairs mr koza good evening and thank you so much for joining us yes good evening and uh, evening to your um, listeners and also to the prof uh, it's lovely seeing you again hi, hi, hi 24 hours. yes yes indeed <laughs> it's a busy week uh, for the both of you and i yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so where, where i wanted to bring you in uh, mr koza is is, is 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 at this point so w- how does it happen e- even when one looks at your internal processes i'm trying to f- you know work this out in my head about on how does an individual use another person's details to 
orchestrate such a marriage? Does one, you know, are these ma- marriages happening, for example, mostly in churches, and or do they actually happen when you investigate at home affairs itself? And and surely, you know, what are some of the checks and balances that happen insofar as identification and authentication, etc.? Well, um, we've got four main categories uh, under which uh, these kinds of marriages uh, take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and on average, uh, we have noted that uh, each year we would have up to around uh, 2,000 such instances uh, taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, just by way of, uh, of an example, last year, between April uh, 2018 and up to last week, we had recorded 2,132 uh, such, uh, such such cases. Now, how do those, how how those numbers fall within these four categories? They uh, <coughs> it is as follows: mm. um, 1,162 were found to be uh, fraudulent, uh, meaning that there was no consent. Yeah, uh, only one party there would have uh, made the application, and in those cases, we were able to annul. The, uh, the marriages, so there's no record of uh, those people uh, being uh, being uh, being married. So that has been resolved uh, as of uh, as of um, uh, this current uh, financial uh, sorry as of the past financial year. Right, and and and, and, and the, the 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 annulment is something that you do simply as home affairs, as home affairs, or would you need to go to a court? If 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 the marriage is fraudulent, yeah. if we're able to establish that the, major, right. the marriage is fraudulent, there was no consent by all parties. Yeah, that we can we are able to do. All right, so we, we're going to come back and talk to that in in greater detail. But you wanted to talk about the other category. Yes, the other category is uh, six hundred and sixty six hundred and forty six of those cases mm. where what the prof was referring to as uh, marriages of uh, convenience. Uh, basically, there. People, uh, you've got a foreign national who wants uh, access to citizenship mm-hmm. and a local who, who may want money or something else. Mm-hmm. Now, those ones, because there is consent, mm-hmm. um, we cannot as Home Affairs uh, cancel them. If you want to have them annulled, you need to go to a judicial officer. So we normally refer those to magistrates and uh, courts mm. because they, they, those are the people who would then be able to um, to cancel uh, those. Then you've got uh, people who would uh, steal people's identity. Mm. Some of them would pose as employment <coughs> agencies, for an example. Because when uh, when 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 they do that, you are when you are applying for a job, you typically would provide all of your details, including IDs. Because when you come to our system, you need more than just the ID to be able to uh, to steal and uh, and uh, duplicate someone's uh, ID. Mm. Um, so that's the other area. And then we have been able to establish that uh, in some very... Um, so, so they steal the ID and what? So substitute... Uh, the, the, the picture, the, the, substitute the picture with the photograph with the photograph of, of the, the imposter, yes, and then and assume the name of the of the yes, okay, so. yeah. So that that's uh, that's that, and then we do have some syndicates uh, which uh, involve uh, some uh, officials within the department, um, and a lot of these cases uh, would go uh, to a period that is before 2013. I will explain why since 2013 it has become uh, more difficult uh, for the, for people to forge. Mm. Uh, marriages, mm. uh, and then the, the the other category is people who would uh, who would go to marriage officers with uh, with fake uh, documents. So those 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 are that's that's the broad spectrum of um, 
of the cases that end up uh, with our offices. Uh, and as I, as I indicated, uh, the bulk of those, uh, that's about 54%, we were able to annul uh, without uh, any any involvement of third parties. Um, well, so, 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 you know, so, so I, 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 you know, the, the four categories are, are quite enlightening um, to a large extent. But it seems to me, you know, I, I get a little bit confused from a citizen point of view as the, the motive for, 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 for these things to happen. As I understand, in most instances, marriage in and of itself is not an answer to citizenship. Is the, is the, is the process to get citizenship not a lot more complex than just a mere marriage and, and voila, you're a citizen? Is it not more involved than that? Yes, it is, it is more involved, but the requirements and the time periods uh, <clears throat> that you would need to lapse before you qualify are, are considerably shorter than if uh, you don't get up, if you don't end up with the, with the, with the marriage, uh, within the marriage uh, regime. So people would do it primarily because of that. So, so just, just so that I understand the incentive on the part of the perpetrators, I'm a Nigerian national, I come here and I orchestrate a fictitious marriage with a South African. When do I then, and I've entered here, let's say, on a tourism visa or whatever. Yes. And w- 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 how does a p- process play out to a point where I'm now considered a citizen or, or whatever level that qualifies me or permits me to remain in the Republic of South Africa? Okay. Um, if you came in uh, through a tourism visa, you'd probably have uh, to spend a little bit more time uh, waiting uh, before you can get uh, the approval mm-hmm. for, for, for citizenship. But if you come through other types of, uh, of visas, for example, a permit that allows you to work okay. and also to study within the Republic, mm-hmm. the periods would be considerably shorter because typically on a tourism visa, you would not be allowed to um, to work or study yes. because the only purpose of your being in the country would be would be that. So if you've got this other category of uh, permit that allows you to be in the country legally, mm. the periods uh, would be much shorter, um, especially after you have uh, been able to get married and you've got a, a marriage uh, certificate. Um, we 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 have seen that. Uh, a lot, a lot of these tend to happen in uh, in, in 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 rural areas, mm-hmm. and they tend to involve uh, young people. Mm-hmm. Um, in the main, uh, the category of uh, nineteen to about thirty-four, that's where most of these uh, marriage of conveniences and uh, okay, that's that's based on on the numbers that are coming through to um, to, to to our offices. If if if, if I may, um, mm. once once you. You have this. You have stolen this uh, information, and you come to our offices. The reason it was possible to do this thing before 2013 is because we were still relying and uh, using exclusively the green barcoded IDs. Right. That is where people could. Uh, is this now for the syndicates? Yeah, for the syndicates and uh, everyone who steals. Oh, uh, the identity theft yes, as well. And yeah. identity theft, yes. So people were able to 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 alter the pictures uh, on the on, on those IDs uh, since 2013. That has become more difficult because we started moving onto the smart ID platform. The main reason that it's now difficult is that at every level of the application process, you need to authenticate uh, via the uh, biometrics or basically fingerprints. And uh, we need the fingerprints of the applicant and you also need the fingerprints of, uh, of, of the official. So, for example, if... 
if you were to end up with a, with a case uh, post-2013 mm. where someone says that uh, they, uh, they have been entered into a marriage without their knowledge, mm. we would be able to get into the system, look at which, which official authenticated and approved uh, that, uh, right. that, that marriage. And we would then be able to take the appropriate uh, action if indeed we find that uh, there was no consent and there was fraud. Uh, in that uh, marriage uh, process. So that is what has happened since 2013. But the cases that are uh, coming to our offices mostly, which are legitimate, are the ones that are pre-2013. Uh, pre but I mean, yes. le let's talk about this authentication process. Um, you get married at a church. Yes. It's a priest, pastor. And then, you know, you sign so there, the Ali, li, 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 it's nice, and then you take off. Where does yes. the authentication happen there? Well, um, the, the, the the authentication would not uh, take place at the at the church, mm -hmm. but you still need to come and register the marriage oh, within. So that's within, more ceremonious. Yeah, that is yes. Act. It's it's not an act of. Yes, uh, you you would need to come and uh, have them registered for 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 the marriage to be registered mm. on the national population register. You still need to have the home affairs office because there are two there are two types in which we can get married you yes. can come to our offices yes. where we solemnize uh, marriages mm -hmm. or you can do what you've just explained now but even after after that uh, that ceremony mm -hmm. um a lot of the times uh, people then come in to have uh, to have those uh, registered within the system because it will not be registered after the signing at the church you still need to come to home affairs for that all right you learn every day let's take a call uh Shall we do that or shall we take a break? I think let's take a break. And when we come back, Batali will be taking your calls. And if you have any questions for any of my guests, uh, you can also give us a call by dialing 86 And you'll be able to talk to both Mr. C.I. Koza, who's a ministerial spokesperson for the Department of Home Affairs, as well as my guest, Professor Philippa Kruger. She's with the Vest Law Clinic. We're back after this. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuening Bill. Welcome back to The Law Report. We're talking about a story that broke on the Soweto newspaper. And this is a story about fraudulent, or if you will, bogus marriages where, where people take your details knowingly, or you might be part of it, and use them to get married. And one day you wake up, it turns out that you're married to some person that is unknown to you and helping me to understand some of the dynamics and the nuances in, in this tale. Sia uh, Koza, who's a ministerial spokesperson for Home Affairs, as well as Professor Philippa Kruger from the Family and Gender Child Unit at Vert Law Clinic. I want to go to the line and like Batali, you can give me a call by dialing 86 00959 Batali, good evening and thank you for calling. Uh, good evening, Robert Mike. How are you? I'm well, and you? Um, oh, I could be great, but I think I need a solution here. Are you married? <laughs> I need to be, and this is obviously standing in my way. Tell me. So what happened is um, my mom was getting remarried, and then I decided to then change my surname to my grandparents' surname. I think this was to, let's see, 2003, four. I think 2006. Mm. So um, I go and I fill up the papers. And then, you know, I wait for a while, then they tell me my ID is ready. Then I go into Home Affairs in Acacia to go pick up my ID. They give me my ID, and my ID is a different surname, a foreign surname, like an Islamic surname. Mm. So then I'm a bit shocked, and I ask them what is going on here. They said, no, this is your surname. They check on the system, they say, you're married. At that time, I think I'm probably, I think I was maybe like 21 or 20 even. The shock on my face, and I'm with my mother. So I say to them, I'm not married. And they said, no, you probably lost your ID. And I had a copy of my 
the ID I was using before. Mm. And I gave them a copy of the ID. Then I said, what is going on? Because this seems like fraud. Mm. And they were, you know, stuttering around and nobody could give me answers. And I think they then called the DG who I think at that time was in the office and they sent us upstairs and they made me sign papers to annul the marriage quick, quick, without even doing any investigation. Mm. So, which was very suspicious and probably was fraud from internal, you know? Mm. And they said that it has been removed. And years later, I think about over 10 years later, I go and I want to apply for a passport. And they tell me, no, I cannot apply for a passport because my name has it's got a black dot on, on it. Like I'm a flight risk on all those things mm. because of a fraudulent marriage. At that point, I'm upset because this is not something I did to myself or myself. I did not know about it. Mm. And they tell me, now I'm going to send an email to the Home Affairs head office. I sent the email there. They said, no, it's going to be removed. Years later, I'm getting married. We submit our papers. My marriage takes forever. This was from last year, I think, mm. that we submitted our papers October. Till today, it's not resolved. They mm. say that my name has a black dot on it, and it cannot be removed from the Home Affairs office at Randburg. It can only be removed at a Home Affairs um, head office. Mm. And they have not sent the papers there, and no one can assist me. If, Philip, if I can bring you in, uh, yes. Professor uh, uh, Kruger, what's a black dot? What, 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 does, what does that mean? I think, I think Sia is going to be able to answer that uh, more readily than, than I. But I must say, McClally's story is so familiar to me. Um, it seems uh, like so many of the other stories I've heard before. Mm. Um, and, um, and it's this kind of story that the, the, the or not story, but the, these kind of facts where it's taken, it seems, 15 years without or 13 years um without any success mm. for for your records to be cleared and that is why we are intervening now and um the minister and uh, see up um and others very senior officials in the department have undertaken to deal with these issues that uh, the people on the ground have failed to have failed failed the public in in the way they've they've dealt with these issues in the past. So I I would I would uh, defer to to see us as yeah. far as the black dot is concerned. Well, do you know what that is? Because I mean uh, we still have Batalia on the line. She can clarify if if need be. It basically means that uh, the marriage was never cancelled. That's the long and short of it, and. And and, and uh, in that kind of yes, and uh, in, in that kind of uh, instance, uh, it's the it's the ones that we need to that that we are trying to um, uh, to to have uh, resolved. She can either contact um, the vet's law clinic or she can email uh, directly to us because uh, obviously this case has taken way too long mm-hmm. um if if i may i can give her an email address yes, which you she can use mm-hmm. uh, which comes to the office of the minister and we will look into into the matter uh the email address is benjamin dot mm-hmm. causa k-h-o-z-a mm-hmm. at d-h-a dot gov dot z-a um, anyone who's got a similar case which has taken longer than six months, they are more than welcome to come and uh, email on that. And uh, Benjamin and I will personally look into this. But, but Lale, I seem to have understood it differently because, I mean, surely if you are married or that the, the marriage hasn't been annulled or whatever the case might be, 
it shouldn't bar you from traveling. So I'm just trying to understand, you know, whether was the issue that your marriage was not annulled or your, your purported marriage was not annulled or that after it has been annulled, your ID was still flagged as some kind of a risk. Just, just yeah, so my, my marriage was, so I am single on the system. Yeah. But my, yeah, so, but my, my ID has been obviously then blacklisted or yes. And, and, and on the system, I am single. Right, right. So, but it was annulled on, on, on that day that you described as, as, as suspicious. Yes, on, I, I on, the very, on the spot. On the, way, on the spot, yes, exactly. And then I think a few, um, like maybe a week or so, then they, the certificate came in from Home Affairs stating, I still have the certificate stating that the marriage has been cancelled. It was a fraudulent marriage. All right. So use the, use the details that have been provided to benjamin.coza at dhe, uh, dha.gov. Yes, um, yeah. yeah, if you don't come right there, um, uh, Professor Kruger will be giving out the details for the Vets Law Clinic and you, you should be able to, to get some help. Let's go back to the lines and talk. Shall we go, Tamsanga Swartboy? Um, you've been holding it for quite a while, but you have an ordeal that has lasted 14 years. Tell us about it. Tamsanga? Hello, 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 Mike. Hello. Oh, yes. Uh, good evening, Mike. Good evening, listeners and uh, professor. Good evening. Um, yes. So my my story it went like uh, as far as 2005, but I discovered it in 2006. Mm-hmm. What happened is uh, I went to to vote, and then when I got there on the registrar's roll, I discovered that the same name. That was there is not the one that I'm familiar with. That is my surname. So that's where I knew that something was wrong. And then on the following week of that um, of that weekend, I went to home affairs, and then I told them my experience, and then they did check on their system, and then I was told that I was indeed married, and then that's when my horrible journey started because I, I, I was referred to another office of home affairs that is Ferenheng. Then I went there and then I I spoke with the manager there. I explained my situation and then they told me to bring the, the letter from hospital, the letter from school, the letter from from my leader from since I grew up in rural areas. I brought those documents and then I was told to wait for a while, maybe six months, because the, it, it was, it, it was they, they still need to investigate if indeed it was fraudulent or, or there was errors within the, the system. Mm. So I waited then. I think um, I, I kept calling and then I was told that when, when there is something you will conduct you. Mm. And then I moved out of that area of Ferenekhen. I moved to Joburg CBD. And then I started the chain again with uh, um, home affairs in town, Harrison Street. Um, nothing was easy there mm. because I was told to bring the same document, start afresh the whole process. Uh, at that time, uh, I didn't have a problem 
because I, wa- I was working. So I was I was patient enough because I didn't even have that much time to go do up and down going to home affairs and then. But I would take uh, off days and go to home affairs and check if there's any progress. But unfortunately, there was nothing. The 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 problem was was. There was no solution at all because when I get there, I will be referred from one official to the other, mm. and they were not helpful at all. As a result, uh, I started receiving um, insults because the one thing I know with people with this kind of situation, when you start uh, telling them, the first thing they have in mind is that you were married with this person, yeah. and now you want out. It's a, it's a marriage of convenience. Yes. Mm. So every time you go there, and all of them, all the officials, they will tell you the same thing. And it, it is so humiliating because now I'm, I'm, I'm in there, how many years now already? Five years, six years, the same thing. I asked them, um, there were times whereby I would see the, uh, the officials can see the problem, mm. but they are not really willing to. No one wanted to be um, accountable. No one wanted to be... Um, I, I, it's like they are afraid that I'm the one who, who came up with this. That's why I'm not saying it's like that. That's, that was my perception out of the, mm. the, the, the treatment they gave me. It went on. I was told to wait after I gave them those documents. I was told to wait another um, year because the, 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 the matter is too difficult. They need... To, to scratch somewhere to to investigate. I waited. It, it, it became so severe when I had my second born. Mm. Now, I, I can't register this boy because I'm afraid to register him on this same name. It was even the advice I was given there that if you register this boy on this same name, um, he's just going to face these problems that we are facing already. Rather, wait. I waited, I waited for... So your, your, your second born is unregistered? Mm. My second born is 11 years, uh, turning 12 11 years? Month. Yes, without birth certificate. Uh, to get uh, schools, it, it is a problem. I have to explain, I have to beg. And it is, uh, I'm in the mess of that school now, uh, where he is, because um, they, they understood my problem. But um, they were not uh, quiet because every now and then I'll receive that call. Where is the birth certificate of a child? I mean, since from grade mm. R now. And, 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 and they're, they're not even, you know, they, they are legally required to have a birth certificate of your child. So it, it, one, yes. one, one, can, yes. one can manage. Can I bring in Dr. Uh, Professor uh, Kruger? Uh, you, you know, it, you, you can hear the frustration yes. in the voice. You, you, you know, it's, <clears throat> it, it's, it's, it's almost... It borders on ridiculous yes, the um, deal that she's had to face. T- uh, Tommy has been our client at the Vitz Law Clinic. Mm. Um, how are you, Tommy? I'm good. How are you, Prof? Yes, good. Thank you. Um, and uh, when the media got involved, Tommy was brave enough to to tell her story. Mm. Um and it's a very powerful story and uh the 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 lack of will on the part of of the department to deal positively and constructively and decisively with her issue has caused a lot of devastation in her life mm. and her bravery in giving that interview um 
and 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 breaking the story has uh, is in fact what persuaded the minister um, to co- to come forward and t- to deal um, so so decisively with these issues. And he yesterday uh, personally attended at our offices to offer his apologies to Tami, um, um, to Miss Swatboy, uh, for for the ordeal that she's had to to face through the lack of action mm. um, and the dis- the contempt that she has in fact received from the the so-called public servants mm. at the Department of Home Affairs. And, and I think it's probably a, a, a breath of fresh air that that this minister is, is now in charge of the Department of Home Affairs because we know we know how proactive he is um, in in matters that concern his portfolio, so so very encouraging. But like I certainly can't believe that somebody would have had to live through this when it's all just you know even even if you assume the worst, even if you assume that it was a marriage of convenience, even even if you don't want to give her the benefit of the doubt that she has no idea who this person is. Fourteen years, something should have happened um, in, in in that time. You know, how, how how does such a thing happen? Is it is it sort of that the rules are not good enough? Was it just the contemptuous nature with which public servants treat the people that they are supposed to serve, uh, Mr. Poza? Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Mike, and uh, good evening, uh, Tammy. Um, the the minister apologized uh, to Ms. Swartboy uh, mm. yesterday personally, precisely for the reasons uh, that you have uh, highlighted. It has just taken too long mm. for us as a department uh, to attend uh, to, uh, to to this matter. Um, the two main reasons, or rather the second reason why the minister apologized was that there hasn't been any consequences for, for, for what has happened uh, with Tammy because we now know that uh, in her case uh, there was someone who came in and uh, used uh, her information to to register themselves onto our system. Mm. That person uh, then got married to someone else. I, okay, a, a second marriage. A, a second marriage. Well, it, it it would be the first marriage because it's that person who is in the Port Elizabeth uh, area. Mm-hmm. And that person has got two kids. The problem that uh, Tammy faced was that when she goes to any of the, the her profile showed that she actually had two kids uh, and she was married to this uh, foreign national. Mm. When in case, when in fact she hadn't. Mm. Now we have been able to trace the, uh, the the lady that we know that she's in the Nelson Mandela Bay. Mm-hmm. She has since uh, disappeared. But we've been able to get hold of her mother. Yesterday, we were able to get hold of the of uh, of the imposter's mother. We're going to use that channel, and our law enforcement uh, arm will work with other law enforcement agencies uh, to make sure that uh, we bring uh, that lady to um, to book. Sure, and 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 I'm going to be very interested because I mean it's one thing to help um, Mr. Tamsang, but I'm you know it, it's going to be quite interesting to to also learn about the stats. Of, of how many cases you get to solve, but also the people that need to be brought to book are the, the people at Ferenaching, the people at Harrison Street, the whole chain, because surely if I report to you, you hold some kind of responsibility. So if she's gone to Home Affairs 17 times, it means she spoke to 17, pe- 17 people, all of whom should naturally be held 
um, responsible. Innocent from Jepistan. Good evening and thank you for calling. Hello. Uh, yeah, Baba. Angizo, Baba. Umbuza nguzo wanga utini? Okay, Stephanie from Limpopo, good evening. I'm fine, thanks and you. Very good, thank you. Thank you. Mm, what do you what do you have for us? Sorry? Uh, how can we help? Okay, I'm I'm Stephanie. Um, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a problem. So I I take my problem to I report it from that because I have a marriage certificate and that marriage that marriage certificate I don't know the marriage I go there at I got job back at 2012. Mm. When I'm why when I'm job back I'm looking for job. Mm. I come from home. Where's home? At Limpopo. Mm. Yeah, in Limpopo. Yeah. So when when I go there, I, I I look for a job, but I don't know exactly that place. But I have another I, I have another sister like uh, auntie. Should we go and submit the CVs? After that, I got the job at Ace Packing Services. Mm. Ace Packing Services to park the cars on the street. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a parking marshal. So when I'm working there, one day I, I approach another another people. They When I approach them, they ask me about job. I say, I'm looking for another job. So they say, just give us, just give me, I give one person my CV. Mm. He say, you want to open a shop in job base. Mm. Yeah. After they call me, after calling me, he asked me, where, where are you looking, where are you working today? Because every day we are changing the street. Sometimes mm. we are working from Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So every time when they call me, I ask, um, this side, today I'm corner like yeah. Marshall and Ilof, like mm. they, that the way. So one day they come to me, they say, we want to open a shop and now we are busy. Uh, we are busy fixing the shop, so we want you to help us to register our shop. Yeah. So I say yes, I will do that. So they give me some papers. They say sign here, sign here. After that, they take me the photos. They want to. They say they want to make a. a they take photos. They want to make a. Like the name, like yeah. You, you you can explain yeah. in uh, in in the language you're comfortable in. Okay. Look, one take a photo to the table to that and and the little shisha is a name tag. Eh. Yeah. Then I go on and then manito. Sunan. Okay, na kins. Then I go on and then name tag. The photo to the table to photo to the table. Look, what take? What take? I'm going to. What take? Kuru arumano basanga na mina. I I I'm going to go on my paper. I'm going to sign a contract. I'm going to. Eh. 
briefly it's this fellows approach her whilst working as a parking attendant take her pictures on the guys that they want to register a shop take her to some place take photographs of her she signs some documents next thing she has her own issues where she's now been defrauded on a separate matter 99 rands every month when she tries to solve that with the bank turns out that she's married and they're asking her for a marriage certificate well, uh, this case falls within the four broad categories that uh, I had uh, mentioned uh, earlier on, yeah. where people would come as a posing to be um, employment agencies, mm. where they actually steal people's uh, mm. IDs. Mm. Um, in such cases, we invite um, uh, Stefina and other people with similar cases to, mm. to come to our offices. When you are at our offices and you are not satisfied with the level of service that you are getting at the frontline office, you have a right to ask uh, to speak to the office manager. Office managers are always on duty. If the if the full time office manager isn't there, um, an acting person is always uh, appointed. So that's the one option that uh, that they've got. Yeah. Um, they may also approach the vet's law clinic or any other advocacy group uh, to come and uh, talk to us. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like the the 
I'm looking at the number of calls coming in and it looks like a lot of people are calling in, a lot of people are worried. And and this already for me is quite concerning. Let's take another call. Raj from Rand Park Ridge, hello. How are you doing, man? Well, thank you. Don't tell me we had a lady that... I know she was from the Philippines, man. Oh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But that actually happened to me. <laughs> uh, look, uh, first, I just wanted to give uh, the the minister's assistant a compliment for Randburg Home Affairs. You know, my experience there was quite positive. You know, I went there to upgrade to a smart card license. About, well, I think it was two years back. It was very smooth. I was really impressed. Right. Yeah. Um, so deducting nothing from that from that experience. You know. Uh, but I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hold that experience up as a standard. What I do want to actually say to the minister's assistant is, um, look, uh, everybody knows that culture eats strategy for breakfast. I think that's the words of Peter Drucker. That's a famous quote now. Mm. You know. So you know, I understand that there's a great turnaround strategy that the minister's got, and well done. But you know, one of my uh, one of my coaches and mentors, a guy by the name of Leo Lazinski. Uh, he has a famous saying that he tells me, he says, you can't spray perfume in a pigsty. Mm. Right? <laughs> so uh, I know that we, we've got this, this great new minister. He, he, he looks really pro, proactive, you know, and I'm really impressed by, by the man uh, coming in public and, and apologizing to people and all that. That mm. never happened before. In that yeah, that's quite something, need. yes. You know, uh, it's definitely what we need. But, you know, if you're going to go and spray perfume in a pigsty, I promise you the pigsty stench is going to win, mm. right? Um, you've got a systemic problem in the culture of home affairs now where no matter what strategy you put into that culture, the culture is going to eat that strategy for breakfast. So I, what I'm offering as a suggestion, you know, use it, don't use it to, um, to the home affairs department. If they don't have so much as a process or a system or a records or a database problem, what they have is a cultural problem. And it's been building for a while now, right? Uh, what they need is to get in people who are in changing cultures. Within, and, within uh, the staff, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 100%. Uh, Spot on. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's, that, you, you're quite right. Because, I mean, if you're going to treat people with suspicion and make conclusions of why or what you think might have happened, it is indeed a cultural problem. That's a contribution from Raj is calling from Rand Park Ridge. Elsie from the West Rand, good evening. Hello, Elsie. All right, Elsie, we'll come back to you. We had another caller that we couldn't hear. Thomas, if you could please try to... He had a story about an ID. We couldn't make out what he was saying. It would be nice to help him. Sipo from Goma Farm. How's it? Hello. Hello, Sipo. How are you? Good, and yourself? I'm not good at all. Mm. Although you do sound good, but sure. Yeah, yeah, anyway, because I'm alive anyway. what happens to me, I, I lost my ID in 2004. Mm. I went and reported to the police. Immediately, I went and applied for another ID. Mm. Then the ID came out, which I have. I still have now. But it went on, and I, I didn't know there was something fishy until when I wanted to renew my passport. Then I found that there was someone who wanted to apply for a passport using my ID. Mm. So my ID now is got a question mark. And my situation is like that lady, she spoke, she said, I was told to bring a letter from the clinic, a letter from the school, 
I brought all whatever they wanted to at Harrison uh, uh, Home Affairs, but I couldn't get help. I've been like running up and down. Now, just recently in February, I went to Rambeck uh, Home Affairs. Mm. I was att- I was attended by the, the the counter ladies. Then they called a man called Alwan. I think he's a supervisor, is a manager. Mm. He advised me to go to the police station, make an affidavit because I do have my ID. I can do anything with that ID. I bought a house already with that ID, or at least it's, it's got a, a question mark, as they say. I bought two cars with that ID, or at least it's got that question mark. I go and vote. I can buy anything, but I can't make a, 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 a smart ID. I can't make a new passport. Hmm. So this uh, this Alwan guy told me that I must go to the police nearest police station. And did you? And and what what was the outcome of that? Uh, okay, let me. Go, I'll get to that. So I went to and make an, an, an affidavit, and I went back to Rambeck mm-hmm. and gave them the the, 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 the affidavit and the copy of my ID. Mm-hmm. They've done a, a, an application yesterday. Yesterday, I just went to to go and check for the second time. Nothing. It it, it seems it's moving from one counter to another. They say they want to check my originally uh, fingerprint or or, 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 or I don't know whatever they wanted to check. But somehow now there's only a movement which I can see because they will show me the screen. The the, the last time which it was attended, it was on the 10th, which means it's three days, two days ago. But it, I've been striking since. Wait, wait, when when did you go with this affidavit? When when was that? In February this year. All right. So so we'll 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 sort of get uh, Mr. Koza to come in. But before we do that, let's see if uh, we can deal with two concerns at the same time. Innocent, we had you before. We couldn't hear what you were saying. Um, what what would you would you would can we try again? Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, on the point. So, two questions. The the last one is, um, he lost his ID. Um, how does he know that there's no shenanigans happening with his ID? That's the last question from uh, from Innocent. All right. Um, thanks again, uh, Mike. Um, if the, if they passed, if they sorry, the ID was lost in mm-hmm. twenty in twenty thirteen. The one way of finding out is to come to our offices, uh, where we can check on the system to see if uh, if uh, he has been entered into some illegal arrangements. But mm-hmm. what we can check it's uh, whether someone tried to get a passport or mm-hmm. uh, uh, marry him. Um, the other option would be to go to to a credit bureau mm. because that's where a lot a lot of this crime uh, people do it because they want to, uh, to have uh, access to credit. So we we don't have access to the credit uh, yeah. records. So sure. the, uh, credit bureau would that would be that. Um, but the first point of call would be to just go and visit one of our offices uh, to check. Um, the the question from uh, the point from was around ha- having been advised to get an affidavit in yeah. February already. 
yes. no, no progress how now go in sangli mina he says yeah now the information that he was required uh, to produce uh, earlier on like the records from the school and stuff that was to authenticate the id and yes. he says that uh, that his he does have the id so the id part has been resolved what i don't uh, have he says uh, it's never been an issue he says the issue is the he's unable to get a smart id and he's unable to get a passport because i think it's that black spot again yes the process to get ids takes usually 13 working days so he is already has taken way too long and he says that the, the last time he saw any progress on it was on the on the 10th i would like to look into this and understand what exactly is the problem because on average it should take 13 working days to 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 have the yeah he's saying he's, it's not following the time periods because there's a black spot so because somebody tried to get a passport using his id now there's an issue regarding which one is that what what became or what was the story there and is he the right person that black spot story where there's there's a flag something flagged about your identity yes when when you've applied for a, a passport it goes uh, in uh, there are two streams in which uh, it's processed mm -hmm. if there are no questions around the authentic the authenticity mm -hmm. of the applicant that one goes straight to printing so his is definitely uh, with the unit that does verifications so i would need to know and understand exactly okay. what is the cause can you follow up with that. you yeah you can follow up with me and you're all right so we'll 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 get thomas to share the details or can you use the benjamin Koza email address uh, he can also use my 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 main number as well all right so you you'll you'll give away what you can before we conclude but let's take another call lesejo from tutorial hello Hi, how are you? I'm well in yourself, Lesejo. I'm fine. Um, I'm really concerned, like, the topic that's being, uh, that, that you've been talking about now really got me concerned because I lost my ID when my car was smashed um, at the robot. So mm. my ID was in my purse, and I lost everything that was in there, my driver's license, my ID, and my bank card. So I've been uh, recently doing my driver's license and my ID. Well, I've managed to do both of them. But now I'm worried if people are able to uh, take your smart card and be able to use it to get married, to do whatever, what are the steps that the minister is going to take to make sure that when you've lost your ID, it's cancelled, meaning it cannot be used? Mm -hmm. What is the system that the, 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 the Department of Home Affairs can to say if your 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 um id is being lost you can fill in this form and then on the system we'll make sure that it's rejected like um when i went to the bank i think it was a few weeks ago uh to open a new bank account and they said to me that it's going to take a while because now your id uh your id photo looks different from the one that we have on the system so we're going so to like something of a unique number to that specific ID book. So, so if I re if, if I report it stolen, they, yeah, because yeah. I mean, for example, I have literally three ID books. I have two green green books and I have a smart ID. And oh. if it's lo if one of them gets lost, they're all working, right? So so the the question I think is a very good question to say: How do yes. you deregister an ID? No. If it's reported lost, yeah, I think I think your question is, is is pretty crisp. Let's try to get an answer while we still have time. Okay, um, at the moment we have not uh, cancelled or suspended the use of, mm. uh, of of green barcoded or, or lost ones. I mean, not so much. 
Well, lost. If, it, if, it, if it is lost, uh, then we would be able to, to pick that up and they would be able to, uh, to block the, the, those, uh, those, uh, the ones that are lost. Um, we do have a partnership with the, with the banks. Yeah. Banks are one of the platforms which we use uh, to roll out the smart ID cards mm-hmm. uh, as well. Part of the reason the banks have uh, opted to partner with us is because the smart cards have got uh, higher levels of, uh, of of security. It gives them comfort because their interest is to try and minimize fraud, which happens on uh, on Indeed, the financial services everybody, yeah. on the financial services side. So the the smart card, it's very difficult, not impossible, but very difficult uh, to duplicate. Um, if it if it is lost and it's reported lost. Uh, any transaction that you may want to to um, to do to enter into using the smart card would not go through because we would be able to pick it up. All right, let's do a news live crossing and talk to Kai FM's Nom Pumelelo. Hello, Nom Pumelelo. Hi, Michael. So um, the lady who just came before me actually asked, asked the exact question I was going to ask because I had a similar incident where. I'm actually getting calls from police stations who are saying that I am being investigated for murder, fraud, and all sorts of things because, and, and I am in possession of my ID. Um, so I don't know how, you know, people have access to my information, but I'm in possession of my uh, green so barcode ID. So it's not lost ID or anything my, like that? No, no, yeah. no, no. All right. Um, and so people continue to use it. I mean, people have opened accounts as well. So I don't, I'm not satisfied with the answer that you got because people can continue to use your inf- information in perpetuity um, while they still have it if there's no way to block it. Mm. All right. Yeah. So, so I, I, I mean, very, you know, I'm tempted to take in Tavi Singh quickly. Tavi Singh, hi. Hello, you. I'm well. How are you? I'm all right. Um, I have a similar problem, but mine is it's, it's somewhat different. Yes. Um, I met this Nigerian guy around 2005, 2006. Yeah. And then we were involved. Okay. And then one day I went to visit him, and then I think he stole my ID. Mm-hmm. And after some time, um, I went to see him, and then he gave me my ID, and then I asked him, where did you take my ID? And then he said, no, um, he was married to this South African girl and um, they had a problem. So he had to change um, the name of that person and then he put mine. Mm. So since then, I haven't, like, I, I, I didn't know what to do. If to go to home affairs or to go to the magistrate court to cancel that marriage. But you didn't but marry now, him. He just took your ID. No, he just took my ID and got my information. And, and, okay, so we, we have run out of time. Um, but I think that there are, you know, the work that the Vets Law Clinic is doing is quite crucial. How do people get hold of you, Prof? The uh, telephone number is 011-717-8562. People can also email me, philippa, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A, dot Kruger, K-R-U-G-E-R, at fits.ac.za and people are welcome to contact me um, and we will look into their matters and hopefully have the cooperation of the department and if we don't get the cooperation and the matters have merit we will take them to court.
Thank you very much. Um, uh, if, if, if I, I was thinking as you were saying, Philippa dot Creer. <laughs> so if, if you said Creer, you'd have lost a lot of us. Uh, I'd have <laughs> lost myself. <laughs> you'd have lost yourself too. <laughs> Uh, you wanted to give some contact details, and 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 and, and, I'm, and I'm and I'm sorry to say this. I think the law clinic should exist and it should continue to do their work. But some things we should be able to help people without them ha- without having to burden another institution that I'm sure has so many other issues to deal with. Uh, and 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 so how do we go? And I, and I think I'd like to say this even you know. Um, live to say it'd be great to follow up on the story and say where are we because surely we know how law clinics are strained for resources the home affairs has got an allocation to deal precisely with these issues where do we get help which email do we use so that if the official at home affairs doesn't help us we can say we've spoke to the highest people within home affairs and we still can get help? Well, the first line uh, that people can use uh, to complain is to speak to the office managers. Mm-hmm. If the matter has not been resolved for a period longer than uh, six months, yes. then they can uh, email uh, benjamin.coza, uh, coza, it's uh, k-h-o-z-a mm-hmm. at d-h-a um, dot gov dot z-a. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to, to assist. Just to explain that uh, in the four categories that uh, yeah, we have mentioned. Just, just the details. We, we are out of time. Sutume is going to murder me and I don't want to die at her hands. All right. We do welcome the cooperation and partnership with the Vetslo Clinic. People are more than welcome to work with them as well. So, benjamin.coza.gov.dha I mean, at dha.gov.za. That's the law report. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.